Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 231 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Tuesday, February 27th. We're almost at the end of February, heading into March here. And Um, we're almost in season two because we should be turning the page on season one. I guess we're doing it March 13th. What's the story here? We have to go back and look at episode one on YouTube, see what it was. I think it was was sometime in March, I want to say. Maybe later. Anyway, this is 231. I am in Indianapolis. I'm like coming to you live from Hard Rock State. No, wait. I brought Hard Rock Stadium to my hotel room in Indianapolis. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm a dork with dorky jokes. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, I'm in Indianapolis. Uh, head coach Mike McDaniel spoke, uh, was among the coaches who spoke to the media at a podium inside the Indianapolis Convention Center. We will get to that. An interesting, very interesting comments regarding. Ron Armstead, Vic Fangio, Danny Crossman. I asked a question a lot of fans want asked. Why is Danny Crossman still on the staff? I asked a question. Hater. Fans want to know, so I asked. I did. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who asked the question fans want, even though they're hater questions. That and a throwback uniform. Uh, quick history lesson today on pick number. Oh, you want that credit for that throwback uniform, right? Okay. I'm the one who asked. I asked a question. Uh, quick history lesson on pick 31. The Dolphins have never picked a player 31st overall in a draft. They have, however, picked five players 31st in a round. And there, there are two who stand out for different reasons. Both fairly recent. One we both love. The other one, maybe not so much. The one we really like was in 2014. End of the second round, Dolphins selected a wide receiver from LSU by the name of? Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. Who I would still think can play in the NFL and for the veteran minimum, since he still lives here in South Florida, I would be kicking the tires if I were the Dolphins with him as a slot receiver. Just a thought. Oh, I I would absolutely give him a phone call, see what kind of shape he's in. Absolutely. Without question. Um, Because that dude, somebody. What happened to you? Where'd you go? I'm here. I'm right here. You're dark. You're black. Oop. That was not convenient. Hey, we're back. Uh, but look at that. And 
I transported myself from Hard Rock Stadium back to my hotel room in Indianapolis. Omar, don't cringe. I know it's a um, little technical glitch with the, the virtual background. So it is gone. This is. I bet you your hearts are done. Oh, probably, right? Yep. No. Nope. How about that? They're bigger. It looks like bigger, too. So we're talking about Jarvis Landry. Yeah, my only question would be what kind of what kind of physical condition he's in. I don't think he's played for a couple of years now. Um, oh, and the point I was making, somebody hit me up in a mailbag asking about Roman Wilson, the wide receiver from Michigan, and like really admiring kind of the dog in him. And the, the gentleman making the, the connection to me reminds me of Jarvis Landry. And I was like, you're talking about like the, the moxiest because he mentioned the word moxie. To me, yeah. You're talking about the moxiest of all that dude was. Yeah, in a recent podcast, Podcast Unites, we talked about alpha alpha leaders. Ooh, yeah. Like Jarvis was Jarvis, Mike Pouncey. Those were probably the last alpha leaders that I can really identify in on Dolphins. Like alpha leaders aren't everybody isn't an alpha leader. So no. so no, some right. guys are leaders, but then they're then they're the dogs, then they're the alphas, the Ray Lewis's of the world. But anyway, continue. No, your story. no big fan, personally big fan of Jarvis Sandry. I mean his style because he may not certainly wasn't the most athletically gifted yep. wide receiver we've seen come around, but as far as hard determination, toughness, and all that, I mean, right up there. And mm. the other 31st overall pick, I mean, sorry, not 31st overall, 31st in a round who stands out was a fourth round running back from Arizona State, I want to say 2017 or 18, maybe, name of Kalen Balage. Boo. Man, no. He was Boo. a bust. Claim to fame as at Arizona State, he had a game where he went completely nuts, had six touchdowns uh, as a rookie with the Dolphins, did have a 75-yard touchdown run late in the season against Minnesota. And then in the rebuilds reset slash tank year of 2019, he may have set a record for futility in the NFL with his yards per carry average, which may have been like a two or even under two. It was bad. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, and he was a little bit bitter. Uh, and I think there was a time, maybe the season after, where reporters were asking him, like, if he felt like he had something to prove when injuries gave him a shot. And he, and he kind of, like, was like I have to prove. Uh, okay. So, anyway, he bounced around after a, after a bit, played for the Chargers, played for the – was traded to the Jets, and that trade was voided. Played for the Chargers for a cup of coffee, and he's been out of the league as far as I know. You know what? No, he's in the – He's on one of the rosters of the United Football League, which kicks off March. Yes. So I want to keep track of Kalen Balazs, former 31st pick in the fourth round. All right. Let's get okay. to business. Okay. As I said, Mike McDaniel spoke. A uh, lot of interesting topics to me. By his far. color palette was black, which is very unorthodox. Maybe he's changing his color seasons. So I gotta keep an eye on that. Oh, I thought he looked good actually. I thought I was like, I like his outfit. That was like, and I'm no, I'm no fashionista. I'm the, yeah, correct. I'm you're the fashionista of this podcast, not me. But yes, he generally goes light colors, creams, and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And and he had a black vest. He had a black vest. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he how he styles his, his this based on his seasons now. But let's continue. What did he say about football? Okay, the most important thing he said to me, because a, a lot of the answers, again, are what you would expect. Um, for example... The, the, I love Tua. Tua's my best friend. I'm going to make Tua my quarterback. Um, I, I believe I mean, in Tua. Tua's a more, great... More so now than I did when I when I first when yes. I first laid eyes on him. So, yes, but yes, that's all good that he said that. I'm ready to propose. 
Oh, pretty much. I'm down on one knee, actually. Forget that I'm ready to propose. I'm down on one knee. Rings already oh. purchased. Yes. We, oh, yeah. we, know, we know We know this. We yeah, know this. I have, I have the ring right here in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. No, it was what he said about Teron Armstead, because if you recall, there were reports last week that su suggested he'd already indicated to or somebody close to him had said he's absolutely used or is it some uh, maybe as far as he's told the team he's intense to come back well mike mcdaniel was to ask point blank have you heard from tehran and the answer was no i haven't we're giving him all the time he wants while still making our own plans uh, mm -hmm. um yeah uh i would i didn't respond to that report and i don't have any plans to respond to that report until tehran says so so but as i've said consistently and have been told by people who are very wise and smart nobody walks away from 14 million dollars nobody so here's let me yeah. this needs to be mentioned i'm not saying they're going to do this i'm saying this is an option that's on the table for the dolphins he has five million guaranteed right now additional eight million if he's on the roster on March 15th, the third day of the league year. If the Dolphins release him with a post-June 1 designation, which they are allowed, they have, they're allowed two per year. They've already, they're using one on Xavier Howard. If they do that, they will save, I believe it's eight or nine million, no, maybe 11 million. No, eight or nine million against the cap. They will take a, a cap hit with dead space where he was going to count on the cap, even though he's no longer on the roster. He'll have, but, he'll have 11.3 million dollars in dead money and he'll, right. he'll be a cap savings of $9.4 million. Okay. Yes. So that option is there. And you're, and you're paying him $5 million to basically go away. Correct. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that is an option on the table for a team that needs to clear cap space. When you listen to Mike McDaniel's comments on Tehran or read them, which you can find on alldolphins.com, the story is there. It's sitting on the profile right there. Um, he basically talked about how much he'd fought through his past two years, talked about how good of a leader that he is, basically insinuated he's a foundational or core piece of this team. Mm -hmm. And... You know, it sounded like they wanted him back. Maybe they want him back at a lower figure or adjusted salary. And, you know, that's a factor in itself. But if you're Tehran, you got $5 million um, that's that's owed to you. And because you were restructured last year, um, they pretty much have to guarantee you that $14 million. But. You're right. They can make you a June 1st cut and get some cap space. The question is, how do you fill those caverns of holes that oh, you have on your roster? That's the other part of the equation. Yeah. And it's a complicated situation. And McDaniel was, again, he was very complimentary, praised Tehran for his leadership and playing through stuff. And he deserves all the time that he wants to take. Mm -hmm. And also saying at the same time, we are you know, moving forward with making our plans as well. Um, so it's kind of an interesting situation. We're moving forward, making our plans as well. Okay. I mean, again, it's not like, first what of all, they, plans can't, they can't do anything until March 13th, or maybe they make a bigger push to resign Kendall Lamb. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, nah, that's not happening either. But anyway, okay. um, it, it, it is, 
it is uh, one of the many story subplots to watch for in the fur in the second week of March. March 13th is when the league year begins. The Dolphins are 30, $37 million over the cap. That doesn't factor in Xavier Howard's money, um, which you can't use until Mar- until Janu- June 1st. And even if you cut to Ron Armstead, you can't use his money until right. June 1st as well. Also, on top of that, they still have a decision to make on Christian Wilkins. In my Funny you should mention that. No, no, funny you should mention that. Before we analyze it, we discussed what Mike McDaniel said. The okay. question was asked, and was, this was the last question because we were getting rushed. Um, who did that rush you? You know who? You know who. Um, the last question was, are you hoping that Christian Wilkins will be in, on your roster uh, in 2024? And McDaniel's, again, first of all, obvious response was, why? Who would? Who wouldn't want to have him on his roster? Of course, I'm hopeful because he's a good player. But again, he used that same terminology, which I find problematic. If I'm a Dolphin fan who really wants him back, that that Chris Greer used with Mike Gesicki that phrase: "He's earned the right to be a free agent," which okay. suggests to me they're not tagging him, even though all of us think there's no way in hell they're letting him walk. But why do they keep using that phrase? He's earned the right to be a free agent. He's not going to earn agent. the right to be a free agent. Van Ginkle's earned the right to be a free agent. Robert Hunt has earned the right to be a free agent. They've all earned the right to be a free agent. The, correct, but I understand that. But if you're going to franchise tag him, he's not going to be a free agent. So therefore, you can't say he's earned the right to be a free you're, agent. You're not going to say you're franchise tagging him right now because you're trying to negotiate and get a deal done. If you franchise tag him, you've set the price. You've you've, you've officially made the price twenty two million dollars a year. If it you doesn't franchise. matter. They're going to have to do it before free agency start. And yes, so my, then okay, you, we worry about that in March fifth, but we're not going to say, yeah, man, we're we're definitely going to make sure he's here, whether it's a franchise tag or not, because now the price now becomes a franchise tag, which is twenty two million dollars. But it doesn't like, matter if they do it now. If they do it March fifth, the Bengals already tagged officially tagged. Dumb move. Higgins. What yeah. difference does it make? It makes it makes a difference because now that is the price that I have to pay per year. That, that's it's going to be the price March 5th regardless, which is still before the okay, start of the year. But right now, when I, while I'm negotiating, it's not the price. The opposing agent is not using the $22 million as the base price. He can't because he doesn't know if I'm going to tag him or not. He can ask and pretend, but the proposal that I'm going to make is I'm going to make him t- price at, eight, at 18 million, 19, $18 million. But now, if, if I say, him, if I say, damn it, you don't want to sign, I'm going to tag you. Now the price becomes $22 million. Okay, but you're missing my overriding point. First of all, nobody's talking to him if he's tagged. Forget that. Nobody's giving up two first-round picks. Sorry, that just doesn't happen. You know you're that correct. doesn't happen. You're correct. Okay, point number two, he could have said something about Wilkins wanting him back, about we, but, but right now we have to we have to evaluate every of our, of our options. We have a lot of moving parts of this puzzle without, again, throwing out that phrase, He's earned the right to be a free agent. To me, there's some significance to that. Yes, because he's earned the right. He took on the risk. He took out the insurance policy, paid millions of dollars to insure himself. Damn it, if I'm going to do that, I've earned the right to be a free agent. And you pissed me off. You just cost me a million dollars for no reason. But that's that's almost like, again, it almost suggests that they're not tagging him. Okay. Okay. Listen, I I was looking at an NFL.com free agent list. Um, Furthermore, go ahead. Can I can I throw this in? Yes. Furthermore, is it possible that when Christian ended his quote unquote hold in last year, there was a handshake agreement? As there was, as there was a time with with Xavier Howard, I'm coming back in, but you're not tagging me. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No. No? Okay. I'm throwing out there. Throwing out there. No. You don't make room for that possibility. No. Because okay. if, 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 no. Absolutely not. Um, and, and Christian had no leverage. He was on a fifth year option. He had to play. Otherwise, he would have been docked ridiculous amounts of money. They were gracious That's enough fair. to not let him participate in practice and not fine him for that. So there, there is no leverage on a player's part. Um, you know, Xavier basically demanded a trade and then said, I'm not practicing until, you know, until you, you, you basically address my salary or trade me. And then, you know, but ultimately they could have fined him. But, you know, the hold in is legitimate now. So you can actually hold in, but you can't miss any games. You can't skip any games. Okay. Um, that's what I'm, I'm willing really to throw. I'm willing to throw like a, I don't know, zero point, maybe 3% chance at that. Listen. That. Christian is represented by an agency that has so many other Dolphins players and has Tua Tonga-Vailoa and Javon Holland. They have to do right by that camp. I would say that camp has more control on the Dolphins roster than, than anybody else. But I'm not making any damn deals with you about whether or not I'm going to franchise tag you or not. Now, isn't that part of, of making nice with the agent who represents you to it's not, me making nice with the agent isn't going to cost me a player. If I'm going to tag you, I'm going to tag you. But yes, it, it's, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. I, this is why I wrote a two-part piece on the Christian Wilkins situation uh, on alldolphins.com. And you are, you are your choices are give him what him and his camp wants, franchise tag him, transition tag him, or let him hit the market and bid on him like everybody else. None of these are desirable options for you, but this is this position that you put yourself in. And to address what I was saying earlier, 
I was looking at um, NFL.com's top 101 free agents. Why it's 101, I have no idea. Written by Greg Rosenthal, who I have respect for, but he's not necessarily a talent evaluator. Um, that's not a shot. That's just fact. Um, and he's got Christian Wilkins rated as the fourth highest free agent, which I think is kind of ludicrous and disrespectful. Hell, just to Justin Mbukwe, who's the number seven defensive tackle. And there's no doubt in my mind that Mbukwe is probably better and higher. BK. What? You think you think Matty BK should be higher than Wilkins? Yeah. He was the pro bowler. Wilkins was not. First of all, pro ball. Okay. Uh, Stop it. Stop it. He played. He's more versatile. Um, I, no, I, and, no, he's not more versatile because Wilkins is a much better run defender. We're splitting hairs. One's a nose tackle. And he's a nose tackle who's produced a ridiculous amount of sacks. Uh, my my point. Tackle. The, 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 big, the big uglies are the nose tackle. Pearson Jones. But okay, go ahead. My point is he's two years younger than Christian Wilkins. He's produced sacks. And Christian has as well this season, but we'll, we'll see how this all plays out. Um, but Christian is the number four free agent behind Chris Jones, behind Kirk Cousins, behind Josh Allen from uh, the pass rusher from the Jaguars. And then there's, and he's ahead of Brian Burns and Legereus Sneed and, and, and Bukwe and, and Antonio Winfield and Danelle Hunter and, and Mike Evans. But I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's great to be in the top 10, but, I mean, that's a little high for me. For number four, like you're not in Dominican Sue. No offense, even though you you would argue that he's had a better career than Dominican Sue did with the Dolphins. You've argued, you've made this argument before. When have I made this argument? You have. It's not a dream. You've I, made I said that Dominican Sue had a much better Dolphin career than 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 a lot of fans would want to believe because he didn't play up to his to his absurd contract, which no DT at the time could. Correct. Um, but I think you've said Christian Wilkins has had a better statistics. Than I, it's, it's close. Yeah, it's close. Um, let, let's let's move on to other things that Mike McDaniel said, other than his love fest for Tua Tungvaloa and his desire to get Christian Wilkins back. Um, he didn't say by any means necessary, which I thought was the more important thing. Um, on, uh, which one? On Christian. Correct. I know, I know. You keep, yeah, I said, yeah, okay. you keep feeling like like a like a divorce is coming or separation is coming. I have heard from players that Christian Wilkins does not feel like he's going to be tagged, and I'm I and my response to that is that's crazy talk. Like, brother, you're going to get tagged. Maybe he knows something that I don't know. So you know, or the right to earn to become. I'm telling you, there's something there. I, I'm. That's my uneasy feeling. I, if I don't. You let that man hit the market, and you didn't put a tag on him, any kind of tag. You are the biggest dummy of a GM that's ever walked the face of the earth. My opinion. Unless you had an agreement not to do it. Okay. Uh, the other bits of conversation involved coaches. One who left and one who stayed. And as I said before, I was the one who asked. And the way I phrase the question is, Mike, what made you comfortable in not making the ch a change at the top of your special teams after the unit ranked in the bottom third of the league the past three seasons? And basically the answer was something along the lines of, yes, the results are not what they wanted, but you have to ask the whys of that. And in my evaluation, 
basically it's not Danny Crossman's fault. And then our good friend Hal Habib uh, followed up with a question about, okay, well, if you believe Danny Crossman is a guy to help turn the fortunes around of the special teams, what qualities does he possess to make you believe that? And he talked about his communication skills with his players and how he can get the most of them. So I would agree with Mike McDaniel. I've heard this explanation made to me already, um, not for attribution, but um, the, the fact that they did not do well on special teams was more of a Mike McDaniel fault because of the commitment and time that was not placed on it. Um, especially late in the season when they had key special teams contributors have to play on defense and you had that backup step up. Then you've got situations like Cameron Good tearing uh what do you, what do you tear knee or an Achilles? Pelotendon. A pelotendon. Um, you know, on that critical return. Well, those things happen. So um, does Danny Crossman deserve the axe for you know? a guy getting injured and and you having backups mostly removing your core players except except oh yeah the ratings go ahead hit, well, hit no, him, no, hit that's what i'm going to say i'm going to well, i'm going to point out the, the the ratings at some point uh except you made a switch at your assistant special teams position number 1 number 2 it's now three years and it is a result. It's not just the first year. They were 32nd. I mean, they were 31st out of th 32 teams, according to Rick Gosselin's annual special teams ranking, which basically uh, encompassed 22 different stat statistical categories. That's not good. And then like, last year, they were like 25th and then 22nd the previous two years. It's a result oriented business. Is it? Strictly on the players' injuries, bad luck the whole time, or is there a schematic problem, or is it like you said, like you mentioned, maybe not enough time devoted? Well, if if it's reason, the last reason, they better correct that, and then no more excuses. And at some point, if the results are the same in 2024, then it'll be like, I mean, what else needs to happen? Mm -hmm. All right, enough of special teams talk because I don't really okay. care. Let's move to the defender. You can get rid of that, that get it for free at all dolphins. We don't need to have it the entire time. All right. There you go. Um, we have I was to, trying to hide my ugly mug. Yeah. What did you say? I was trying to hide my ugly mug. No, stop it. I'm, I'm looking a little run down lately. My beautician, she can't do me until Thursday. Yes, it. I have a beautician. You hate it when that happens. Yeah. Um, okay, and the other coaching note involved Vic Fangio. Our and, buddy Vic. Yeah, no, it was the first time Mike McDaniel spoke to the media. No, he spoke to the media on Anthony Weaver. He just didn't answer questions. Well, no, correct. He introduced Anthony Weaver and and, and then bolted. Was like, I'm out. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so he was asked what happened with Fangio and basically said, never saw it coming during the season. Never saw that there would be a change on the horizon after the season. You step back, you you take a deep breath, you evaluate everything without emotion. And then they had some very nice conversations and both came to the conclusion that they needed to get the hell away from each other, basically. <laughs> he didn't say it like that. He said they, they agreed to mutually part ways. It would be best for both parties. <laughs> or players say, I want I want we want to play for him. And Mike had to figure something out. 
And Vic wanted to go to Philly. So and Vic wanted to go to Philly. Yeah, I mean it worked out it worked out perfectly fine for all parties involved. I mean um, Anthony Weaver can actually coach. That well, it's funny you should mention Anthony Weaver because right. earlier in the day John Harbaugh spoke and you find that story on alldolphins.com. There right you go. There. Not surprisingly, there were a bunch of dolphin writers around his podium to ask mm-hmm. about Anthony Weaver, uh, along with folk, somebody from Seattle asking about Mike McDonald, and then mm-hmm. somebody in Tennessee asking about uh, Denard Wilson, who became the DC. And he spoke very highly of all of them after they left his team, talking about, and the term he used to describe Anthony Weaver was absolute star. Absolute star. Uh, pray. <laughs> and again, yeah, this is the part where we tell you it's kind of what coaches will do. Yeah. Talking about a, for example, here's another example that the Lions made a bunch of defensive coaches. Dan Campbell spoke about how the coaches who left maybe didn't necessarily fit what they were looking for for their vision. Well, one of those coaches was Brian Duker, who joined the Dolphins as secondary coach. I was going to ask Dan Campbell about Brian Duker and what the Dolphins were getting in him. I got shouted over toward the end of the session that was wasn't able to get my question. Um, but chances are he would have he would have praised, praised him because him. that's what coaches do instead of saying yeah he's a dud. Pretty much yeah yeah. Um, he he sucks he sucks but he's a Dolphins problem now. So yeah no that <laughs> that will never happen. It would actually it would be hilarious but no that will never happen. Um, so a lot of these comments again Take will be of that variety. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, again, it also depends. You're looking for the variety of the comments for John Harbaugh to throw an absolute star. I mean, that's, that's again, that's above and beyond what he needed to say. Yeah. But I always have this question and I know you've heard from your people in, in the Ravens and I've heard from people in this organization then why didn't you work harder? If you know he's an absolute stud, why didn't you work harder to keep him as your defensive coordinator? Now, I know that teams get compensatory picks if their assistants go on and become head coaches or 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 executives become general managers and things of that nature. What about if a position coach becomes a defensive coordinator? I don't know that with another team. Don't believe – I don't know. I think I think that applies only to head coaches and GMs. Yeah, I'll look that up. I'll look that up. But yeah. um, I, I just don't – I don't feel comfortable with if, – if a company wants to keep you, if you're such a star and a stud and a company wants to keep you, unless you want to leave and you have the exact same position open, why would I not do everything in my power to ensure that you stay? And that's the only thing that makes me uncomfortable about, about Anthony Weaver – um, I don't know him from Adam. I will figure out how good he is at his job, especially once we figure out what his personnel is going to look like and what kind of scheme he's going to run. I wish him the best of luck, but it does make me a little bit suspicious that he's he's not the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, uh, it's it would be even more problematic had they hired from outside, but they promoted somebody else to that spot, Zach Orr, who is somebody else that. Harbaugh spoke very highly of. Um, no, but you make a good point. And again, these comments from from coaches about their former employees or assistant coaches who join other clubs need to be taken with a grain of salt because again, they're all it's all going to be very complimentary. And Omar, you bring up a very good question. If if Anthony Weaver is so great, why wouldn't he keep him? 
I guess you could say maybe, maybe he saw this as the next logical move for him. He wasn't again. He he could only he saw both Orr and Weaver as ready to become defensive coordinators and call the shots for for a defense. Um, maybe he thought. I don't know. I don't know how how it becomes. Why is it? Does he pick Orr over Weaver and not Weaver over? Orr? Um, so we'll have to see. Again, this is one of those where, yeah, all the the reports are, are glowing as far as as Anthony Weaver made a good, very good impression in his first press conference. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what the product looks like on the field before we can make a pure, true judgment. Outside of that. Trying to think what else was discussed. Um, uh, uh, I was. I'm reading through the transcript now. He basically talked about, you know, um, no sense of complacency in any phase on the roster when it came to when, when he was asked about adding a running back. Um, everybody in the world knows what that running back is should be. Um, Who, Omar? Do you have? A, do you have somebody in mind? Eh, just this guy who's in the 2000 carry club. Uh, Derrick Henry, yes. Um, but it's not that I have an issue with the running backs in-house. It's not that I have a problem with Raheem Mostert or Devon Achan. Do not. It's about a change of identity that you need in January, in December and January, and in the playoffs that will address a lot of your shortcomings. So, Do you change your, your identity in September, October, November? Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you need. I think you need a little bit of thunder with that lightning. Just my personal opinion. Thunder, 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 thunder. thunder. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's a song from Imagine Dragons. I believe you. I believe which you. Which I'm going to guess you've never heard. I, I'm. I'm sure I've heard it. Oh, thunder, lightning. Yeah. Very know. good. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of those if it's going to do it. There you go. Okay, on that note. Yeah, on that note, we are out. We're we're going to have general manager Chris Greer later this week at the NFL Combine, and Greer's going to get into the nitty-gritty tomorrow. You're going to get a good piece from me that's required a lot of research and a lot of numbers crunching, and I'm going to tell you how the Dolphins can create $17 million of cap space tomorrow if they wanted to. So uh, you can find all of that work on alldolphins.com. Um, everything is free, no paywall, no subscription. You click it, you read it, you keep going about your business and nobody's harassing you to join a newsletter or, or, or giving you a paywall and making you put an email address in. Um, and you know how to find the podcast, every audio platform that you can listen to the podcast, all dolphins and primarily YouTube where we make the most money and we appreciate you for watching, even if it's only three minutes. Thank you for coming and we will see you tomorrow. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 